Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Stocks and Coffee. I'm Travis, your Stock Geek. Today is Friday, October 7th, 2022. U.S. stocks have started the day down once again. S&P down currently 2.5%, the Russell Index down 2.5%, and the NASDAQ Index down almost 3.5% so far today. That early week rally seems like a distant memory. Of course, U.S. markets still very concerned about the Fed and the path of interest rate hikes, concerned also about sensitive areas of the economy like real estate and credit markets. And, you know, we got the strong September jobs report out this morning showing that the U.S. gained about 263,000 jobs in the month of September. The unemployment rate ticked down to 3.5%. So that gives the Fed even more leeway to keep hiking rates at an aggressive pace. And frankly, I think we're going to get to a point where the Fed is going to create a crisis in financial markets before it's all said and done. Fed Governor Waller was out with a speech yesterday saying that the Fed barely sees any signs that inflation has peaked and that they remain on a very aggressive rate hiking path, at least into early 2023. Now, these are the same people that late November, December last year were saying that inflation was not a problem, that it was transitory, and were very slow to hike rates. So now they're doing the opposite and, of course, looking at lagging indicators and being very obstinate. So, you know, I don't trust them to make great decisions, and I do think that they will be forced off of their path, like I've said before, at some point. We just don't know when exactly that's going to be, and we don't know how deep the pain is going to be before we get there. But you can see the stress already showing up, of course, in credit markets. Yields are up today once again in the U.S. curves, about six to seven basis points. Yields are up across Europe as well, and in areas like Italy and Spain, they're starting to get to concerning levels. Of course, we saw the rise on the U.K. curves as well, and that's continued this week. We see the dollar strong once again. On the loser list of stocks, we see a lot of stocks in the real estate sector, a lot of REITs, a lot of interest rate sensitive stocks. So, you know, we're seeing new lows in companies like Camden Property Trust, American Tower, Equity Residential, Annaly Capital, a lot of closed in bond funds. We are seeing, you know, pretty steep losses, of course, in a lot of the high growth stocks that traded at high multiples last year. We know that higher interest rates tend to force down the multiples of stocks. So those high multiple stocks have been the ones that have been some of the hardest hit, of course, this year. We're seeing those on the loser list again today. Carvana down 10%, Wayfair down 10%, Shopify down 10%, Rivian down 9%, Coinbase down about 10%, etc., etc. We also see the semiconductor stocks down today. AMD's down 11% after pre-announcing weak earnings. The weak PC market is taking a hard hit to their business there. The server market remains pretty strong overall, but AMD is reducing their guidance for the Q3 quarter already. And that's, of course, affecting other stocks in the sector like Intel, etc. We also have Levi's down about 10% after an earnings miss there. Their numbers weren't too bad, but they did note some weakening in some of their in markets. So those could be early signs as well that maybe the consumer could be starting to really pull back, especially on things like apparel spending. On the gainer side, interestingly, we do see Credit Suisse up about 8% on news that they're going to be buying back some of their bonds at a discount, so trying to take advantage of a lot of that speculation that you know the bank was about to go under. We also see Kano Health up 6% on rumors that CBS may be buying them out. CBS, of course, is down 11% on that news. The market doesn't like that companies would be buying other companies in this environment. So it's kind of a, a gainer on one side of that transaction and a loser on the other. Other morning news, we did see the cannabis sector rally significantly yesterday. Some of those stocks were up 20 to 50% after news that President Biden was going to pardon over 6,000 federal marijuana offenders, and he is also calling on federal agencies to look at descheduling cannabis. And so that's obviously good news for the sector, although those are pulling back today with a lot of those stocks down about 5 to 10% after that huge rally yesterday. It's one of the most beaten up sectors in the market. I have taken some positions and bought more as they have gone lower 
And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how things play out in the next couple of years. There could be a lot of catalysts coming in that industry. We'll have to see, of course, how it all plays out. On the commodity side, crude's up 5% today, showing some relative strength. We do see energy as the one positive sector in the S&P 500 out of the 11 sectors. So we are seeing some energy stocks in the green today with crude being up 5%. A couple of stocks on the 52-week low list today that I'm noticing as well are AT&T and Verizon. Both of those stocks are hitting new multi-year lows, both at about 7% dividend yields and trading between six and seven times earnings. And to me, you know, those stocks are almost like utilities, especially with the core cell phone business and broadband businesses within those companies. You know, it's like, what are the last things to get cut by consumers? Probably their cell phones. So I think those could be interesting here at a certain point, especially. I mean, they're probably already interesting here. They do have some leverage on the balance sheet. I think AT&T has like almost three times net debt to EBITDA on the balance sheet and Verizon has something like four times net debt, but but they are paying down debt and they are trying to return more capital to shareholders and reduce their capex over time. So it's going to be interesting to see if those recover at all, but certainly those are starting to look like value plays. As an individual stock picker, I'm getting really excited because there are lots of pockets of value starting to emerge. It's almost overwhelming how many things there are available to look at now that are hitting fresh lows or multi-year lows. A lot of those closed-in funds and REITs that I talked about are now hitting high single-digit, low double-digit yields. And if things get really crazy in markets, those could get really juicy. We saw that in 2008, 2009. I think, you know, as an example, our hedge fund back then bought a data center REIT that was trading at like five times cash flow and a 20% dividend yield. And their four top customers were Amazon, Google, Microsoft, and Apple. And I can't imagine a better customer set. So, you know, that thing was a multi-bagger within like six months after the bottom of the 2009 cycle. So I'm hoping we can get some crazy values like that again. So I'll probably be digging through some of the yield plays at some point. We're also just seeing lower valuation multiples on a lot of these stocks. Some of the ones I just talked about today, like retailers like Levi's or semiconductor stocks like AMD, maybe it's a little too early to buy those, but those are finally getting to reasonable levels. We're even seeing stocks like CarMax or, you know, some of these older school companies that have been around for a long time, you know, companies in the auto sector or industrial sector hitting fresh lows and starting to trade down to either low double digit or high uh, single digit earnings multiples. And yeah, earnings are probably headed down in the short run. But you know, if you look across the cycle, you might be able to get them, especially if this market keeps going down at very low multiples of through cycle earnings, or mid cycle earnings, if you want to call it that. So I'm getting pretty excited. You know, the question is, of course, um, how early do you want to be on some of this stuff? I've talked about the DCA approach, the dollar cost average approach in terms of getting into some of these things. And there's also a question of, you know, uh, where do you focus your time? That's something I struggle with in these environments is, you know, where are the juiciest opportunities going to be? And um, that's tough, (laughs) you know, so I think there's different ways of screening for stocks. And I try to keep an eye on the 52-week low list and try to keep an eye on screeners for value and things like that. But there's really no perfect way to do it unless you're, of course, like Renaissance Technologies and you have all the computing power in the world to sort these sort through everything in real time. Uh, But I'm going to do my best here on this podcast over the next couple months of highlighting some potential values that I'm seeing out there. And uh, we'll talk more about those. And if you've got any ideas that you want me to look at, you know, at me on Twitter, at StockyTV, hit me with the hashtag Stocks and Coffee, or just send me a DM or something like that. I'd love to, you know, check out some of your ideas and see, you know, maybe uh, if what you're finding is really, really interesting. So yeah, let's share some ideas. Let's keep our our heads up uh, despite what might be happening in the market. And let's go and find some really cheap generational buying opportunities. All right, well, I'm going to leave it there for today. I hope you have a great weekend, everyone, and I will see you all on Monday. Cheers. 